Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Kid. My name is Christopher David Gray, your host. I want to start out this episode by singing the lines from one of my favorite songs. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Those immortal words from the song End of the World by R.E.M. is very meaningful to me right now. I want to describe to you why it is that I feel fine and how aligning with the truth, in my opinion, is really the only option that I have for my challenges in this life, but particularly for the challenges that we are facing right now in the world. How am I supposed to focus on being the best version of me in this world when there's so much distraction, right? How am I supposed to move forward in my life? How am I supposed to sort this out? People are literally talking about the end of the world, right? And I'm sure that's the way it felt during World War II. I'm sure that in the middle of the Civil War, American Civil War, they thought this was the end of the world. Anybody who's living in a war zone probably thinks that. It's not unreasonable to be concerned about the things that we are seeing in this world. I mean, I work in the real estate industry here in Middle Tennessee, and I'm looking at the numbers, the inflation of house costs and the deflation of the of our dollar and wages, and it just the numbers don't add up. Like something Something's going to happen, right? It's not unreasonable to be concerned about the things that are going on in this world, but I still have to move my life forward. I still have to walk in faith. I still have to believe in good. I still have to live this life that I've been given in the best way I can to be faithful, to move into the promised land, to do what it is with my life that I believe I'm supposed to do. And what I'm working on understanding personally is that the only real sin that I ever commit is not fully living. And I believe that living my full and true life's purpose is done by embracing the power of faith. And I'm not just talking about the kind of faith that allows me to create whatever I, whatever reality I want to create, like the law of attraction. People use the law of sowing and reaping that Jesus talked about to manifest things like cars and money and wealth, or the Christian version, which is like, well, I'm just going to ignore everything and just, I don't know what's going on. And I'm just going to pretend like I'm not worried and just have faith. Well, what I'm talking about is aligning with my true goal and my true calling and helping others to see their potential also as well. What do we want to be doing if this is the end of the world, if we only have a few days left? I mean, seriously, with the pandemic and, and coronavirus, like, should we be worried that like, hey, we could all die tomorrow? Somebody could put push the nuclear button. There could be another pandemic. Like, what am I going to do? Just like, take a defensive stance and just worry about the next thing that's coming? Or do I live my life as if this is the last day that I'm going to live? And if this is the last day I'm going to live, then I'm going to do it marching into the promised land. So what are we going to be doing at the end of the world? Well, for me, I believe the answer is that I want to be throwing a party. I want to bring people into the promised land. I want people to understand that once we assimilate and understand the power of faith as it's laid out to us in the Bible, in the scriptures, in the teachings of Christ, in the teachings of Paul, then we can, from that perspective, allow ourselves to just have fun with what is inevitably going to show up 
on the world stage and in our personal lives. There's simply way too many things to be thinking about right now. How am I possibly going to cut through all the thoughts and questions that are floating around in my mind in order to actually live my effective life in power and faith? Well, for starters, how would you like to be free of this need that most of us feel to compromise ourselves in order to get money? Isn't that the most frustrating experience that we have in this world? I know it is for me, the experience of having to do things that we absolutely would not choose to do if it wasn't for the need of money. Wouldn't it be amazing to be, to be free from that torment? It's been said that unfulfilled potential is the true torment of one's life. I want to talk about how I want to create a community of people online and eventually a real community who are refusing to give our power and faith away to the powers that be who are trying to steal our joy, steal our freedom and steal our money. We are being distracted from our own life's goals and purpose with these global events that appear to be more important than my own life. But these things can't be more important than my own life because I have bills to pay and I have children to care for and I have food to put on the table. Isn't that what's being communicated to us is that you're not allowed to live your best life because there's more important things going on and you need to surrender yourself to us and give us your power and your faith and energy and join the military or go off to war. Like, isn't, isn't that how power distracts us? Isn't this how we miss our calling? Isn't this how we get stuck doing things that we don't really want to do with our lives, thinking thoughts that we don't really want to think, feeling feelings that we don't really want to feel, interacting with people that we don't really want to interact with? Isn't it how like the powers of this world distract us from living our true and authentic and joyful lives? Listen, if you are still listening to this podcast, it means that you also have realized that the narrative that we've been trying to live, which was given to us by the Christian church, is simply not the full story. The instructions that we've received by the Christian church of how to live the Christian life have not resulted in us bringing heaven to earth, as it's described and illustrated very clearly in the New Testament of the Holy Bible. There are too many things for us to point out that are not congruent with our current Christian experience. In this podcast, I've started this journey to see how many people I could communicate these truths to. The truth that the story we were given by the Christian church is not the full story. We have not received all of the instructions for our lives and the fulfilling of our calling through what we learned in the Christian church. However, what I've attempted to demonstrate is that there are clear instructions and truths in the Bible, which can be applied to our hearts and minds, which can truly change our perspective, change our awareness of how the spiritual reality works, which in turn, what gives us the clarity on how it is that we are to move forward in order to live the life that we are meant to live on this planet during this lifetime. We may be thinking, well, all this is just too much for me to handle. When I think about it, it makes me feel depressed and anxious, and I can't afford to lose my energy by trying to contemplate the spiritual truth, so I'm just going to use faith and trust God. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not the proper use of faith. I know from personal experience and testing these things that Faith is not ignoring something. Faith is not just throwing up a flare prayer to God and saying like, okay, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to think about this. Uh, I'm just going to give it up to you. But inevitably, if you haven't actually engaged true faith, then that anxiety, the worry, the doubt, the fear that is still lurking under the surface, you're just trying to pretend like it's not there, but it's there. Someone who's truly living a life of faith knows that I don't need to tolerate these underlying anxieties, worries, doubts, and fears. I can actually have an experience where those things are not just buried and covered over by what I believe faith is, but actually taking that fear energy and transmuting it into faith 
so that I don't, I don't have this dichotomy of, okay, on one hand, I'm worried, and on the other hand, I'm having faith. Understanding that when you step into true faith, you know it. You can truly be free of your worry, doubt, and indecision. You can truly be free. Christ said that if you're free, then you're free indeed. Or maybe the Apostle Paul said that. This is a very simple concept that most Christians have completely ignored. If you're going to call yourself free in Christ, then you need to take a deep look inside of yourself and see, are you free indeed? Are you actually free? Look at your life and your actions and your deeds and your words and ask yourself, what is the stuff that's actually coming out of me? Do my actual words and my actual thoughts and my actual actions, do they line up with this faith that I am claiming? If we actually believed everything as it is detailed to us in the scripture, not just the stories and illustrations, but actually the instructions on how to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, we would know that it was true because we would experience the truth. We would know that we are free because we would be free indeed in thought and feeling. The understanding and clarity I'm beginning to see about how to actually transmute my fears into faith is that I acknowledge that this fear exists and I refuse to feel bad about it. I understand that this doubt and fear and worry and guilt and shame is not actually being generated by me. This is actually being generated by my sin nature. I don't need to feel bad about anything that's being generated by my sin nature as long as it doesn't hurt other people, right? The interesting irony is that worries and doubts and fears and indecision come with their own punishment. If I give too much credence to these fears, then I'm being punished by them already. Giving yourself to fear and living in fear is, is hell because you're being disconnected from God. God is love, right? And if perfect love casts out fear, but I'm living in fear, that means I don't have perfect love, which means I'm living in hell. I'm not experiencing love and joy and peace. And the absence of love and joy and peace is hell. There's a huge difference between having a, an internal frequency of faith as opposed to an internal frequency of fear. Again, the irony is that I can never fully, truly erase all fear from my experience, but just by acknowledging it for what it is and not ignoring it, not pretending like it doesn't exist, and then in the back of my mind and heart feeling guilty for having these feelings in the first place, like that's why we're trying to hide and trying to mask and trying to cover our real sins. We present ourselves in ways to other people where we are presenting who we truly want to be. And it's not completely hypocritical because we're presenting ourselves as we know we want to be and who we are. And we're not trying to hide our doubts and fears and guilt and shame from people, right? Like we're just trying to give people the positive energy that they deserve. But imagine the difference. Imagine the confidence that I can have going out into this world knowing, yeah, hey, I got this sin nature thing that's trying to generate worries and doubts and fears and trying to distract me from my true purpose and my true calling. And that's happening all the time and it's going to keep happening. So I don't really have to pay attention to it. I learn how to, when it demands my attention and I can't stop thinking or obsessing about something that's negative or detrimental to myself, a worry, a doubt, or a fear, then I learn how to confess this. I learn how to confess my sins, my worry, confess my anxiety, and then move it on. It's a very powerful mechanism to understand that this negative side of myself, my ego, my sin nature, the devil, whatever you're going to call it, is always going to be there. But as I develop the skill of seeing it for what it is and not taking these worries and anxieties seriously, seeing them for what they are, they're just distractions. 
and having the understanding and power to quickly move through these doubts and fears because I'm no longer hypnotized by their presence. I understand the energy that is trying to be delivered to me right now through this worry and guilt and shame is negative energy. And I know through my understanding of how faith works that I do not want to spend any more time in negative energy than I absolutely have to. I want to learn how to traverse the wilderness of doubts and fears quickly. I learned that faith is the substance. Faith is really the only thing that matters to me. Once I see clearly my identity, my goals, my dreams, I can move forward in confidence because confidence is the opposite of fear. If I have clarity that gives me confidence, that makes me feel empowered, that makes me experience love and joy and peace and self-control, then I know that I'm on the right track. I know that I'm now having the right thoughts, having the right attitude, having the right actions. It's being clearly confirmed to me by my very presence, the way I feel and are experiencing the thoughts and the energy, the attitudes that I'm experiencing right now. The energy that I am experiencing in my heart and body, this is how I know. As I take right action and right thought and have right attitudes, I'm rewarded with a confirmation of the Spirit of God. And I can experience the reward of right thinking, of right attitude, and of right action. Sometimes I may get stuck in a season where I know in my mind I'm moving forward correctly because it's been confirmed to me that I'm going the right way. But now there's something in my heart, in my attitude that is fighting against this positive direction. At this point, I use faith to know once again been confirmed to me. I know in my mind, I know logically that this is the direction I'm supposed to be headed right now. And I'm being challenged with doubts and fears and worries. It's just a challenge. It's just these things that have to let go in order for me to go to the next level of faith. So at this point, I use my mind and my willpower to push beyond these doubts and fears, to see them for what they really are in reality. Like they're just shadows. They're, they're, the, they're not reality. They're the shadow of reality. I learn how to push beyond when right actions that I've taken don't result in the fruit that I thought they would. And again, this experience brings up more fear and worry and doubt, but living by faith says that I keep moving forward. Every seemingly negative experience that I have is just another lesson that I need to learn in order to be worthy of my goal. If I'm asking God for a million dollars, he'll give it to me. He'll give it to me incrementally. He'll give it to me by inspiring me to be faithful with $10 and then $100, and then faithful with $1,000, then faithful with $100,000. And once I'm faithful with $100,000, then I will be presented with the million dollar idea. I can use my $100,000 to invest in that idea that will eventually present me that million dollars. But there's a progression, right? There are seasons to things. There are seasons of cleansing. There are seasons of sowing. There are seasons of reaping. If we are not aware of these spiritual laws and these spiritual seasons, then we are just fighting against God and the universe. Asking God in the spring why I don't have my harvest yet when I know that harvest doesn't come in the fall, you realize it's just a waste of energy. If I'm asking, where are you, God, but I haven't bothered to study the spiritual reality and the laws of nature and nature's God to understand what is the framework that God has chosen to work within, if I continue this religious and superstitious attitude that I can just say one flare prayer to God, then he's obligated to do all the work for me. Like, how ridiculous is that? If you look at the story of the parable of talents that Jesus taught, you clearly see the free will and autonomy of these servants and making decisions. Like that's the whole point of the story. Possibly the most difficult thing for me personally to break out of in regards to my superstitious religious Christian thinking is realizing that just like in the story of the parable of talents, I have autonomy and free will of how to invest my time and energy and money and attitudes and thoughts and actions. 
I have autonomy in what I want to think about at any given minute. I have autonomy about what I want to feel in my body at any given minute. I have freedom and the power to choose what it is that I'm going to focus my energy on. And whatever I focus my energy on, I will receive more of that in my life eventually as things naturally follow the progression of these spiritual laws. Having the spiritual understanding of what some people call the secret and hidden laws of nature and nature's God, this is just the way that God has chosen to set up this spiritual experience for us. So the real question is, how is it that we are supposed to ask and seek and not? How is it that we are to use the law of sowing and reaping? What does it mean to sow? How long do I have to wait for the harvest? What does it mean to ask, then seek, then knock? If I don't have the results in my life, if I'm not living the life that I know that I'm capable of living, the problem is me. The problem is not God. God's universe is a perfect system that works every single time. This is why I'm required. In order to be a true spiritually enlightened being, I'm required to understand how the spiritual reality actually works. Because if I understand how it works, then I can work it. If I understand the parable of the talents, I can understand the freedom and autonomy that I have in making decisions regarding what it is I want to experience in this lifetime. What if we go as far as to realize that in actuality, what God wants us to experience in this lifetime is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. This is ultimately what he wants us to experience. He doesn't want us to be suffering all the time. There's a season for suffering, but there's also a season of rejoicing. Why is it that we spend more time focused on self-sacrifice and suffering and working hard? We are constantly planting seeds. We're constantly working, constantly doing the right thing, but never really truly expecting the reward, not truly getting the reward of what is we are waiting for. If you understand the absolute power of faith, the absolute power of consciousness, the absolute power of our hearts and minds in bringing about heavenly reality on this earth, then we would realize like, oh, wait a second. This may be the time for us to just throw a big party and celebrate this true reality. Look back on our lives and say, hey, listen, like, haven't you sown enough seeds? Don't you want to step into true faith? Now it's time to let these seeds grow up. It's time to step into faith by taking a break. It's time to get away from the worries and the guilt and the shame and the doubt and fear and take a break from your ego. Learn how to step into this spiritual reality and truly embody who it is that you are supposed to be in this lifetime. We Christians get addicted to this thing where we are constantly looking for sins that we can confess and thinking like, hey, I want to be clean, right? So as soon as I can get rid of all these sins then I can be free to exercise faith. However, what we don't realize is that this is an ongoing process and that our ego and sin nature has an unlimited supply of sin for you to confess. If you want to dive into that and focus on that, then you'll have an unending reservoir of things to confess. I'm not saying that this is not at times a healthy and appropriate thing to do at certain times of our lives. But again, if we are constantly looking for the devil, constantly looking for the devil under every rock and everywhere, then that means we're not focused on the promised land. We're not focused on the goal. And remember, faith demands that we're using our actual attention and focus and mind power and attitude to move in the correct direction of our goal. This is how it's done. God doesn't just bring you the million dollars. You have to walk down the million dollar road. We have to take the steps to get that prize at the end of the million dollar road. It's not going to come to you where you are now. It is going to come to you as you are faithful with each step. I have to go down this road and in going down this road, I become worthy. I learn the things that I need to learn. 
about what it is to be faithful with these things that I'm asking for. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm so grateful for the number of you who have been faithful to want to hear the ramblings of this guy who is obviously truly obsessed by seeking truth. Like this is my whole life to know the truth. The only loyalty that I have is to the truth. I want to know what is true. And why do I say that? Because I believe that Christ, God, the father, like this is the truth. So as I'm looking for the truth in the world and the truth in my life and what's going on in this pandemic, the end of the world, whatever's happening here, the truth must align with the spirit of Christ. And so if somebody's trying to sell me a sob story or sell me a war or sell me a pandemic, I say, that's not the truth of where we as human beings are actually headed. The truth of where I'm actually headed, eventually headed and actually headed is as a spiritual being is way beyond war and way beyond suffering. So what I'm learning to do in my personal life, because that's really the only thing that I can change is me personally. The thing that I'm trying to do is to bring this future vision of where I know inevitably God is leading my life and your life and this universe and this world of bringing heaven to earth. Like we know that's eventually where we're going. We know that the dark is darkest right before the dawn. So my job right now as a spiritual being, a spiritual thinker, a spiritual teacher is to maintain this future focus on heaven and bring heaven to earth. Help people to cut through the clutter of their own minds, your own heart, to stay focused on the beautiful truth that sets us free. The beautiful truth of love and joy and peace being the predominant frequency of our lives. If finding true peace in the middle of the most difficult time of my life makes me a crazy person, then I am glad to be crazy. Anyone else want to experience peace and love and joy during the difficult times of their lives? Well, stay tuned and also consider contacting me for coaching. If you would like help to sort out the clutter in your mind, to cut through, to find what it is that God actually wants you to focus your thoughts and attitudes and attention on, if you want to understand how to truly cut through that clutter in your mind, then call me about coaching. My Christ coaching method can help you to cut through the clutter of your mind and learn how to experience love and joy and peace as you simplify what it is that you're obligated to do with your time and attention. Contact me at coack1977 at gmail.com. C-O-A-C-K stands for Confessions of a Christian Kid, coack1977 at gmail.com. Or you can text me or call me at 615-556-2872. I am truly like the, I hope you understand these are not just words that I'm saying like I truly am excited about this time that we're living in like this is really significant and I love the fact that I'm supposed to be scared I love the fact that I'm supposed to be confused and not know what I'm supposed to do right now and just be overwhelmed but guess what I'm not and there's a part of you also all of us that is not concerned and what's amazing about Doing the spiritual work when things are so crazy is it makes it really simple. It makes it really easy to see like, oh my gosh, like that's my ego. My ego is reacting. My ego is worried and full of doubt and fear. Like, okay, that's really easy to identify. Oh, right. Now my spirit, what is my spirit saying? Oh, my spirit is full of peace. My spirit is full of faith and hope. And I can step into that. It's something that already exists. It's not something that you have to build. It's just something that has to be stepped into, have some, something that has to be recognized, right? I'm just moving from one perspective to the other. And the more I learn to step into the correct perspective, 
then I have clarity. The next step just presents itself, right? Things get easier. The reason why my life isn't easy is because I'm full of clutter. If I don't understand that these thoughts of worry, doubt, and fear are not me, and I don't learn these practices of how to lay down these burdens quickly and get back to my real life, then I'm just wasting my time. So again, if you're interested in learning this process for yourself, give me a call at 615-556-2872 or email me at coack1977 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Stay tuned.